Hey everybody, you're right here with DC Sports Talk with your man Lou Joe, and I am here to hail to the Redskins. What a great victory! Uh, this past week, just defeated the Dallas Cowboys 20 to 17 on Sunday at FedEx Field. What a game! Uh, I thought the team was prepared to play first and foremost, uh, and it was great uh, to get the W over a division rival. Uh, if I had to hand out grades, I'd say O-line gets a B. They kept Alex Smith pretty clean for most of the day. Uh, didn't have any turnovers at all, which was great. Uh, but I thought that uh, the execution uh, was lacking in a couple of areas. Uh, the D-line, I give them an A. Absolute raucous in the middle. Matt Ioannidis, Ryan Kerrigan, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen did their job on Sunday. We had four sacks against Dak Prescott. They held Ezekiel Elliott to 34 yards rushing. And he is one of the top rushers in the NFL. Outstanding stat for the defensive line. They also had two forced fumbles. One came at a fourth and one where DJ Swearinger knocks the ball out of Dak Prescott's hand. Great momentum shift. And then the second one was presumably the icing on the cake as Ryan Kerrigan strips Dak Prescott in the end zone. Ball comes out, lands on the one. Uh, Preston Smith picks it up, walks it in, making the score 20 to 10, a score with which the Dallas Cowboys could not overcome. Very good defensive game. Uh, special teams, I give them an A. No major issues or flaws there. Kicking game was good. Return game was pretty uh, pretty decent. It was pretty average. Uh, the running backs, I give them a B. Uh, Bibbs scores the only offensive touchdown of the day, which we have to work on. Um, he had three field goals, which came at um, the expense of coming in, not only coming in the red zone, but getting down to the 10. Within the 10, you were at the one-yard line on one drive, and you had to settle for a field goal, which was crazy. And then on another occasion, uh, you were down to the sixth-yard line, and you overthrow Jeremy Sprinkle, and that was two touchdowns right there. Had those two touchdowns um, actually occurred, you would have been 23-17 to 17, or maybe more um, at the end of the game. Okay, and putting the game out of reach. We have to be able to close out games. Uh, so running backs get a B. Coaching, you get a C. There were some opportunities there that you left on the field. I think the play calling was still somewhat suspect. I like the catch that Doxon made on the sideline. I like the two first downs that Jordan Reed uh, pulls down. But you have to get Vernon Davis more involved in the game. And I thought that they should have gotten Bibbs more involved in the passing game out of the backfield the same way you would use Chris Thompson. He did actually score the first touchdown, but I think you should have used him more uh, passing to him out of the backfield uh, when your wide receivers were covered. So those are my grades, okay? Uh, overall, good win, gritty win. In some places, it was ugly, but I'll take it. Uh, wins are hard to come by in this league, especially against a divisional foe in the Dallas Cowboys. And boy, it feels good. It feels great to have finally defeated the Dallas Cowboys after two years of being swept by them. Uh, some telling stats. Uh, right now, the Redskins are plus six in the turnover margin. That is huge. Uh, the last couple of games, we've averaged two takeaways. 
We had two in the Carolina game and you had two in the Dallas game. If you continue that trend and win the turnover battle, you help your cause and you should come out uh, victorious at the end of the day. Right now, the Redskins rank 25th in points per game. That has to improve. You want to get somewhere in the top 15 if you want to really compete in this league and not only win the division, but actually go deep into the playoffs. You have to up that number right now, 25th in points per game. Um, as I mentioned, there were two trips inside the 10-yard line and you had to settle for two field goals. That could have been costly had Dallas um, made that field goal to, to tie the game. The game would have went into overtime and they could have come out with a victory uh, again it would have been a crushing blow to the Redskins psyche as well as to their NFC record uh, speaking of records they are four and one in the NFC only being defeated by the New Orleans Saints so they're sitting pretty in the NFC East four and two a game and a half above the Dallas Cowboys who are three and four and the Philadelphia Eagles who are three and four and the Giants lost last night to the Atlanta Falcons and they are now one and five on the season uh those same giants we have to face on sunday in the meadowlands uh you can't underestimate them because eli manning is actually uh sixth in the league averaging 294 yards a game so that's something to look at on sunday if you can neutralize them the same way you did dak prescott this past sunday and pretty much keep Saquon Barkley in a chokehold like you did Ezekiel Elliott you should come out victorious I have the skins winning this game um with getting a couple pieces back with getting Chris Thompson back hopefully and Paul Richardson back hopefully you should be able to put up at least 27 to 30 points a game okay uh but I do think that this team does need to look at some of the offensive ineptness I think that uh Jay Bruden has to be able to have at least five to ten bread and butter plays that you have perfected there is no excuse when you get down inside the 10 not only are you in the red zone which is considered the 20 yard line but if you're inside the 10 at home there is no excuse for not being able to get at least one touchdown out of those two opportunities Okay, and that would have placed the game out of reach for the Dallas Cowboys and that will place the game out of reach for any opponent. Not only so, but when you need a first down to close the game out, there is no reason why Alex Smith is running out of bounds. There has to be at least five to ten bread and butter plays that are perfected that you can run at any given moment and find success doing it. They had a pitch out play. It didn't work. They had Adrian Peterson running for two yards. Didn't work. Alex Smith, nobody was open, so he had to run outside and, and eventually run out of bounds. That cannot happen when you are facing a L.A. Rams team, when you are facing a Vikings team, and when you are facing another NFC uh, opponent at the end of the season and in the playoffs. You have to have at least five to ten bread and butter plays, whether it's a rollout, whether it's a screen, whether it's a quick out. You have to find out what your identity is. When the run game is not working and you have to be able to call the play that you know without a shadow of a doubt is going to work. All right. Uh, aside from that, a few other things uh, you have to be able to capitalize in the red zone. Uh, number two, the defense must carry over the same intensity from week to week. I would keep the same exact scheme. Some folks are arguing about three, four or the four, three or the zone or man or press coverage or whatever. Listen, play the, the same exact game you played against the Dallas Cowboys. If you've noticed, if you have taken notice, the Redskins have held the Green Bay Packers 
17 points. Carolina Panthers, 17 points. Dallas Cowboys, 17 points. This is a pretty darn good defense. And if you want to talk about stats, the defense is currently fifth in the league if you're looking at yards on defense. They're considered third if you're looking at points. Only behind Baltimore and Seattle for points being scored per game. That's a darn good defense, okay? I credit Greg Minuski, the defensive coaches, the personnel. Mason Foster is actually 18th in the league in tackling. Zach Brown is having a pretty okay year. Not as good as last year, but he's still formidable as a linebacker. Um, Dunbar is actually out. Not only does he have an issue with his shin, but it's actually deeper than we all thought. It's nerve-related. That could keep Dunbar out for a couple of weeks. What do you do at this point? Do you call Patrick Peterson, who wants to be traded out of Arizona? Do you go for someone else? Because guess what? The way Strowman got beat on that double move, that cannot happen down the stretch. Okay? Odell Beckham has got a lot of catches. He's got a lot of yards. You got to put somebody on him who's formidable and who can watch for the double move. Strowman, you've got to learn from that game over game. You can't allow that to happen. Had Dallas not scored that touchdown, it wouldn't. the game wouldn't even have been in reach. Okay? It would have been 23-6. to six. 23 to, to, to 3 or something like that, okay? 23 to 10. The game would have been out of reach. Had you scored touchdowns in the red zone and had you not bit on that double move, Dallas would have been blown out in that game. The game could have gone 30 to 6, 30 to 10, okay? Um, run Adrian Peterson. Run Adrian Peterson. Rumble, young man, rumble. Adrian Peterson is currently ninth in rushing. In the entire freaking league. Ninth and rushing. And just to kind of put that in context, Saquon Barkley is 12th. And he's a pretty darn good running back. Adrian Peterson's averaging 73 yards a game. And I told you, I told you, I told you, if you cook the chicken, if you let Adrian Peterson rush 90 to 100 yards a game, you can win in this league. And every game that he's done so, they've won. They're now sitting at four and two. Run the man, okay? He is your cog. He is your bell cow. He is making this team much better than we really are. Adrian Peterson is worth every dime of a minimum veteran's minimum contract of $1.1 million. He is ninth in the freaking league. Go figure. Passing. Alex Smith is 24th in the league. We have to do better at that. He's only averaging 230 yards a game. Meanwhile, if you're looking at comparisons... Kirk, oh, Kirk Cousins with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He's third in the league. Oh, yeah. Averaging 308 yards a game. Huh. So now that we're six games into the season, what was the issue last year? Was it Kirk Cousins or was it Jay Gruden? The same inability not to score in the red zone. Was that on Kirk Cousins or was that on Jay Gruden? Hmm. Something to consider. Maybe it wasn't the quarterback after all. Maybe it was the play calling. Maybe it was the ineptness of the run game in the offensive line last year. I'm not certain. But guess what? It might not have been Kirk Cousins. Moving on. Redskins ranked 24th in total offense. Alex Smith is 24th in the league in passing. That number has to be 
better. He currently has 1,383 yards, seven touchdowns, 124 completions out of 196 attempts. That has to get better. Adrian Peterson is on track to get 1,400 yards rushing if he stays healthy. Uh, I hope that he does. Uh, if you need to rest him throughout the course of the week, maybe do a couple of walkthroughs with him. Don't practice him hard. I think that you can stretch him out. He may get over a thousand yards this season. As a matter of fact, he only needs about 25 more yards to pass Tony Dorsett. I think he'll get that on Sunday against the Giants, hands down. Jordan Reed is the leading receiver with a 12.2 average, 22 receptions, one touchdown, and 268 yards. DJ Swearinger is continuing to be the leader on defense. I like it, young man. Let's continue to do so. The defense is going to play lights out throughout the duration of the season. I think this team will actually string off four to five, maybe six wins. You got the Giants. You got Atlanta. You got Houston. You got uh, Dallas on Thanksgiving. Uh, you can win four to five of these games. You got Tampa Bay. Okay? We can look up and this team can actually be eight and two. Seven and two. Okay? Pull away. Continue to pull away from the teams in the division. And not only will you win the division, but you can do damage. I think the Redskins are maybe one of two teams that can beat the Rams. We saw that last year. They handled the Rams soundly. And they played the Rams in LA and they whooped them. The Rams are currently seven and zero right now. I think the Redskins, maybe the Vikings, or maybe the Saints are probably the only teams right now that could probably beat the Rams. But I digress. A few more things. You're right here with Cook the Chicken, your man, Lujo. All right? Future opponents, Eli Manning is sixth in the league. Matt Ryan is number one in the league, averaging 333 yards a game. We have Atlanta coming to D.C. in two weeks. We must continue to put up the defensive pressure. We must continue to get sacks. We must continue to force fumbles and get interceptions if we want to do something in this, in this league in this season. Okay? Uh, going into next week, I think that you continue to put on defensive pressure. I think that you get your five to ten bread and butter plays. I think you continue to run uh, two tight end sets, the pass to Jeremy Sprinkle. That was a touchdown that you overthrew. I think Jordan Reed is finally getting more and more into the game plan. He caught at least two critical first downs, at least two. Very good tight end. They cannot check. No team, in my estimation, can check both Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis. And if you want to put Sprinkle in, put Sprinkle in two and run a three tight end set dag on it. And you use Sprinkle to block because you know Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis probably aren't the best blockers in the world. But hey, they're great receivers. So if you want to run a three tight end set and you want to let Jeremy Sprinkle block, that helps. Can't hurt. And you run Jordan Reed out and you run Vernon Davis out. And one of those two guys are going to be open with your wide receivers. Let's talk about wide receivers for a moment. Richardson's hurt. Not sure if he's going to play. He's probably still questionable dealing with the shoulder. You got uh, Doxon who actually did play and had a couple of key, key, key catches in the game. But he also had a couple of key. Um, one was dropped. One was overthrown. I saw Michael Floyd in the game. He actually had a 17, 18 yard pass completion for a first down. Go figure. Where is he? Can we get him more involved in the game? And I think George, uh, Josh Doxon woke up when he saw uh, Michael Floyd getting catches because in the second half, he had a few catches of his own. I say get Michael Floyd involved in the game as well. Crowder is probably going to be out longer than we expect. Okay? I, I do think that Trey Quinn will be back after the Giants game on Sunday. So he probably will play against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Cam Sims, not hearing much about him yet. So I presume 
that uh, Trey Quinn will play before Cam Sims will, and he will start in the slot because I don't think that Maurice Harris is the answer in the slot long term. So that said, I hope that we get Chris Thompson back this Sunday, but I do think Bibbs has been a great stand in. I think Adrian Peterson's can, he continues to run. He will pick up yardage against the New York Giants defense. He will do well at New York in the Meadowlands. I think that Jay Gruden has to search himself and really get his team ready to play on offense because that game could have been lost on Sunday due to the fact that you could not pull out a first down with one minute left in the game. You have to be able to close out games. Guess what? You got to play Dallas again in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. You think they're not going to be ready for you? Oh, they're going to be ready for you. And you got to do the same thing, if not more, than you did the first time. You got Philly. You got to play them daggone it twice. And you got to play them actually on a Monday night. And Monday nights have not been good to us historically. 12-3, December the 3rd, mark it on your calendars. That's a game on a Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. And they're going to be ready to play. They're looking um, actually that I think they're taking steps back. They were up 17 to nothing against the Panthers on Sunday and came back and lost that game. Are you kidding me? 21 points in the fourth freaking quarter. Talk about meltdowns. Talk about letdowns. They didn't cook no chicken at all. Matter of fact, they let the chicken burn. Chicken was burnt. I don't know how you let that happen. But guess what? The Panthers are actually a pretty good team. And the Redskins beat them uh, 23-17 last week. Go figure. That same team turns around and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So who's a better team? The Washington Redskins are a better team against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're better suited to play with a better style of defense. I don't care what scheme you're calling on defense. You better keep it up if you want to win games in this league. So we are 4-2. and two, Game and a half up on everybody else in the division. Jay Gruden, you've got to do better making in-game and halftime adjustments. If you have to go back to your 5-10 to 10 bread and butter plays to close out a game, then you got to do what you got to do. If you got to exploit their defense, which you pretty much could have done on Sunday but didn't due to bad play calling, you have got to get your offense more involved in the game. All right, folks, I'm out of here. You're here with Lou Joe, DC Sports Talk. Let's get this win on Sunday against the Giants, and we'll be 5-2 and two on the season. Sounds mighty good to me. Talk to you soon. You just heard the podcast of Cook the Chicken with Lewis Johnson. For advertising opportunities, call 540-457-8281.